send in those box tops, kids. Although it's probably 78 years too late. So forget the box tops and get ready for Heirloom Radio's premiere episode of Little Orphan Annie. I have Shirley Bell starring as Little Orphan Annie. Well, I have her voice. You see, Shirley Bell passed away on January 30th, 2010 at the age of 89. But the character Orphan Annie that she played came directly from Harold Gray's Little Orphan Annie comic strip character, a long-running radio show, 1935 to 1943, on three different networks. Annie was an adventure-seeking little girl who, with her dog Sandy, and often the help of her long-lost but finally found father, Daddy Warbucks, became involved in many exciting escapades for 15 minutes each weekday. Each Little Orphan Annie program opened with a theme song that became almost as famous as the show itself. Orphan Annie was like the keystone of after-school radio during the Depression years of 1935 to 1939. The series began on NBC Blue, later to become ABC. The premium in this show is related to Ovaltine chocolate mix for milk. It is the famous Little Orphan Annie Dakota pin. In 1936, the pin was a bad-shaped little device with a secret compartment and each show featured a special code that listeners could decipher with their Dakota pin, later to become a Dakota ring. The holiday film A Christmas Story, written and based on Gene Shepard's childhood, has some great scenes involving the Dakota ring and the main character, Ralphie Parker, who decoded, be sure to drink your Ovaltine, as the message. In reality, the messages were usually something about the next episode, The episode you're going to hear is from 1936, and it's entitled Mr. Flint is Selling Stock in the Toll Bridge, and it is the first of 24 episodes that I will be airing here on Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and I thank you for giving up your time to listen to the podcast. It is much appreciated. It's 5.45 now. Time to hear about Orphan Annie's adventures. And all about Ovaltine, too. And if you haven't tried Ovaltine yet, here's something I want to ask you. Do you get so fidgety and fussy in school that your teacher scolds you for not paying attention? And then when your report card comes, do you get such poor marks that your mother and father worry about it and perhaps scold you, too? Well, maybe it's not all your fault. You know, doctors say that some boys and girls don't get along so well in school, no matter how hard they try, because they're kind of nervous and high-strung. And if that's your trouble, perhaps Ovaltine's the thing to help you. Because every cupful of Ovaltine not only gives you important minerals and vitamins to help build you up, but it also brings you the special important vitamin you may have to have so you won't be so nervous. Yes, sir, Ovaltine has helped lots of nervous boys and girls to feel better. So ask your mother to let you start on Ovaltine, too. But the main thing is to keep drinking it regularly, remember. It's the person who keeps on trying who usually wins out, you know. And after a while, just see if you don't begin to get feel better and find school lots easier. And perhaps you'll begin to get higher marks, too. 
Nobody will scold you then, and your mother and father will be mighty proud of you. You just try Ovaldine. See what a big difference it may make. But now, all you new 1936 members of Annie's Secret Society, attention. Right after tonight's adventure is over, we're going to broadcast another important secret message in Annie's new 1936 secret radio code. So get your pencils ready and be sure to keep listening. And now for our adventure. Yesterday, Mr. Warbucks brought Annie, Joe, and Sandy home to the silos. And believe me, it was a mighty happy reunion. The only sad thing about it was that Daddy Warbucks had to go right back to New York. And right now, Annie and Joe are standing on the silo's back porch, looking across the farm and the fields. And if you don't think they're glad to get back, listen to what Joe's saying now. Just, just look out there, Annie, across the barnyard and over those fields toward the woods. Did you ever see anything so pretty in all your life? Guess I never did, Joe. I'll say you didn't. With those patches of snow on the fields and the green and brown beginning to show through... Boy, oh boy, it sure looks like home to me. Yeah, me too. Just listen to that cow. Isn't that the nicest music you ever heard? Sounds pretty good, all right. And boy, oh boy, listen to that. Say, there never was anything sounded better to me than a rooster. I guess I feel just the same as you do, Joe. I guess we're just a couple of farmers. I'll say we are. You know, Annie... What? When I went home yesterday... I bet your mother was glad to see you, Joe. Glad? She caught me right up in her arms, Annie. And then she started crying. Shucks, guess I cried a little myself. And you know, Annie, Peter and Paul cried, too. They did? Sure, they were so glad to see me. Peter started it. And with being twins, I guess Paul thought he ought to cry, too. Anyhow, it was swell people wanting you like that and being glad to see you. Seems like the whole countryside's glad to see us today. Sakes alive. What are you children standing out there on that porch for? We were just looking around, Mrs. Silo, and being glad we're home. Appears <laughs> to me that's a funny way to be glad. Now, if you want to be really glad, come in the kitchen here. Boy, and oh boy, I smell cookies cooking. <laughs> that's just what you do, Joe Corncastle. Might have known no matter how long you were away, you could still smell my cookies. Well, come and get them. Boy, will we? Come on, Annie. I thought you children would begin snipping around more kitchen pretty soon. <laughs> now, look out, Joe. Don't rush for them cookies. They're hot. Shucks, it's been so long since I had any homemade cookies, I don't care how hot they are. Here, Annie, better have one of these cookies before Joe eats more than his share. Boy, oh, boy. I'll have another one. Here's to me, Joe. You got all you can handle in your mouth right now. <laughs> but go ahead. It makes me feel like old times to see the two of eaten my baked goods. Seems like old times to me, too. I swear to goodness, now that I got you both back, it don't hardly seem you ever been away. Things are just the same as they used to be. <laughs> both of you hungry and eating up things as fast as I can cook them. Uh, things ain't quite the same, though, Ma. Well, what do you mean? Well, folks are the same, but things aren't. We ain't snakes, Annie. Since you've been gone, Simmons Corners have been going into big business. Big business? What do you mean, Mr. Silo? Paul means, Annie, that a man has come here from the city, a Mr. Caleb Flint. And he's going for things in a big way. Things? What sort of thing? Well, he's opened a new bank. As if one bank wasn't enough for Simmons Corners. And he's put up a big electric sign over it. As if signs could get people to have money in their pockets. Now, boy, you're not looking at this in the right way. Mr. Flint's a big man. Besides this new bank, Annie, all the time you and Joe have been gone, he's been starting to build a bridge. A bridge? Yeah, a bridge across the river. 
You see the way things are now, when folks want to go west, they have to drive clear down to Sunfield and cross the river there. But with this new bridge, Mr. Flint's building, by paying toll, you can cross the bridge here at Simmons Corner. That means folks will save more than 18 miles driving west. That seems like an awful swell idea. That's yeah, just what I've been trying to tell them all. The idea may be all right, Pa. It's the man I don't like. Why, what's the matter with Mr. Flint, Ma? I don't know. Maybe nothing's the matter with him. It's just that I don't seem to take a hankering to him. Maybe it's that stiff collar he wears or his city ways. Oh, that's no reason for not liking a person more than you know it. Well, maybe I do. But I still can't help my likes and dislikes, can I? I don't know what you can help, but it don't seem to me that... Say, isn't it a car out there in the driveway? I'll say it is. I can see it from the window. The unleashed is the biggest car I ever saw in my life. It's bigger than any of Daddy Warbucks. I'll say it is. Shucks, look at it shine. There's a man getting out, too. Jumping grasshoppers. He looks like the president or something from the way he's dressed. Boy, oh boy, look at that long coat and that high silk cap. Gosh, whoever he is, he must be somebody. It's Mr. Flint. That's who it is. It's Mr. Flint, the man who's building a new bridge. Now, what could he be walking here? I don't know, Ma, but uh, anyhow, he wants to come in. I guess you better let him in, Pa. Good day, Mr. Silo. Good day. I was passing by here, and I thought it might be well to come in and meet you. I want to get better acquainted with all the leading citizens of the county, so I thought I'd stop. Come in, Mr. Flint. Come in. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I shall. Uh, This is uh, Mrs. Silo, Mr. Flint. I'm mighty pleased to meet you, Mrs. Silo. I've heard a lot about you in Simmons Corners, especially at the church. I'm a good God-fearing man. And I like to know church members. Well, now that's nice of you, Mr. Flint. Not at all, not at all. Uh, since my venture in the business here in Simmons Corners, one of the finest garden spots on this earth, I felt I want to get better acquainted with all the charming people who live here. Well, I, I hardly know what to say, Mr. Flint. You sort of take me by surprise. Uh, meet Annie and Joe Corntas. How do you do? How do you do? My, if there's anything I love is children. I never was blessed with any myself. But that doesn't affect my feelings for them. I'm mighty glad to meet you, both of you. How do you do? Hello. Two mighty husky bright children. My, you're to be congratulated, Mr. Silo. Well, you see, they don't exactly belong to more than me. Well, just having them in your house tells me a lot about your character, Mr. Silo. Anyone with two bright young children like this around couldn't help being progressive. Well, I've always thought I kept up with the time. Of course you do, of course you do. That's one reason I dropped in to see you. Now, everyone tells me, Mr. Silo, that you're one of the most prosperous citizens of our community. And uh, speaking of churches, Mrs. Silo, it may interest you to know that I have just donated a new pipe organ to our church. Land sakes, that's wonderful, Mr. Flint. Simply wonderful. Why, nothing at all, I assure you. Uh, Giving this uh, organ to the church is a great pleasure to me. Uh, But speaking of the bridge, Mr. Silo, we were speaking of the bridge. Uh, Yes, of course. Being one of the leading citizens, I thought I'd give you a chance to get in on the ground floor, so to speak. Now, this bridge is going to be a community affair. Of course, I could finance it in parlor from New York, but I felt that you people who live here on the spot should have a chance to share in the profits. That's mighty nice of you, Mr. Flynn. (laughs) Why, not at all. Wherever I have an enterprise, I like the community to share in it. 
That's why I picked one of the other leading citizens, uh, Luke Poole, to handle the stock for me. Luke Poole? Uh, yes, indeed. One of your enterprising businessmen. I thought it would be better if he sold his stock rather than I, and as much as you all know him. We know him all right. I beg your pardon? Nothing. Uh, so if you'd like to invest, Mr. Silo, oh, a few hundred dollars and a sure thing, just get in touch with either me or Mr. Poole. It's a marvelous stock you're buying, and you can't go wrong. Buying? Well, of course. All the leading citizens of the county are buying, Mr. Silo, and I know you want to be in on the ground floor with the rest of them. That's why I dropped in, to give you this opportunity. Well, uh, goodbye, Mrs. Silo. So nice to have met you. I know we'll all enjoy the music of that new organ. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Flynn. I don't know how we ladies will ever thank you for that wonderful organ. Why, uh, pray don't mention it, Mrs. Silo. The pleasure's all mine. Well, goodbye, children. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I'm thinking of donating the village a playground, children, with all sorts of things for you to play with. I know you'll like it. Uh, well, goodbye, Mr. Silo. Uh, come in and see me when you want that stock. My, oh, my, how I misjudged that man. You misjudged him? What do you mean, Ma? Why, he's wonderful, simply wonderful. Think of him donating that new organ to the church. Nobody in Simmons Corners has ever done anything like that before. Shucks, ace, you're heaven. You must buy some of that stock in the new bridge, Pa. If Mr. Flint's behind it, I'm sure it must be a fine thing. I'll think it over, Ma. If I were you, Mr. Silo, I'd think it over awful well. Why, Annie, whatever do you mean? All I mean, Mrs. Silo, is that it strikes me Mr. Flint's a little too generous. People who go around giving things away like that usually expect to get something back. And unless I'm wrong, they expect to get back twice as much as they ever gave. Well, what do you think of this, Mr. Flint? Mr. Silo certainly likes him, doesn't he? And Mrs. Silo, too. But say, do you think Annie's got the right idea about him? Do people who give things away as Mr. Flint is doing expect to get twice as much back? What do you think of Mr. Flint? But now, attention everybody, please, for an important secret message. Broadcast in Annie's new 1936 Mystery Radio Code. So all you 1936 members, get your pencils and papers ready to take it down. First, we always give you the special code key. And tonight's secret message is coming in the O21 code. Did you get that? O21 is the special code key for tonight's secret message. So write O21 down on your paper right now so you won't forget it. And here's the secret message itself. First word. 24, 12, 12, 17, 13. Second word, 14, 17, 6, 17, 26, 6. Third word, 15, 24, 22, 13. Six. Fourth and last word. Thirteen. Four. One. Twenty-one. Twenty. Seventeen. Nineteen. Four. That's all, and that was another secret message in Annie's new 1936 Mystery Radio Code. So all you 1936 members who have your super decoder pins and secret books... Get busy and figure it out right now. Just set your super decoder pin at 021, the way I told you before I read the message. And it figures the whole thing out for you in a jiffy. 
And say, if you haven't sent in for your 1936 membership yet and are missing out on all the fun of figuring out these secret messages from Annie, you certainly want to get busy and join right away. Remember, it's absolutely free if you're drinking your Ovaltine regularly because here's all you have to do. Just print your name and address plainly on a piece of paper. Then mail it in together with all of the thin, round aluminum seal from underneath a lid of a can of Ovaltine to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario. That's all there is to it. And then Annie sends you the beautiful gold-colored super decoder pin and the new 1936 official book of secrets. So get busy and send him this very night. And be here right on time tomorrow at 545 because there's going to be an awful lot happening in Simmons Corners from now on. Excitement you don't want to miss. We'll see you tomorrow at 545 then. Goodbye. Thank you.